The Productive Woman, Episode 153. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Once again, thank you for joining me. In this episode, I am going to be sharing some thoughts in response to a listener question about productivity and vacations. You'll find more information and links in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 153. This episode is brought to you by Alt-MBA and FreshBooks. Now, Alt-MBA is the leadership and management program created by Seth Godin as an alternative to a traditional MBA program. Check that out at altmba.com slash productivewomen and a little bit more about them later. FreshBooks is an online accounting software that I personally use and have been using for over a year now. They're offering you, as a Productive Woman listener, a free 30-day all-access trial so you can find out how great it is, how usable, and how helpful it is. You do that by visiting freshbooks.com woman. And if you run a small business or you're an entrepreneur and you're, if you're anything like me, keeping track of the financial part of that business is one of the biggest challenges. And the all new FreshBooks is designed to help entrepreneurs and small business owners deal with that challenge efficiently and effectively and get back to the parts of the business we love. It's not only easy to use, it's full of powerful features. I love the FreshBooks dashboard. When I first log in, uh, it's been curated to contain the information I need to see to answer that question every small business owner has, which is, how's my business doing? Uh, just by looking at that, you, you know, and there are no more guessing games about what's owed, what's overdue, whether you're in the red or, um, you know, whatever. I never have to wonder how my business finances are doing. I've linked FreshBooks with my bank account and my business credit card. So I can see at a glance what I've spent, who owes me what, what's coming up. And this is all in addition to features like time tracking, expense tracking, uh, keeping track of your receipts, and so much more. It's just a great tool for managing the finances for your business. So uh, they're offering, as I said, a 30-day unrestricted free trial to Productive Woman listeners. And to claim it, you simply go to freshbooks.com slash woman and enter the Productive Woman in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Okay, so let's now get into the main topic for this episode. This um, came up as I reached out to folks in the community, the Facebook group, and asked for ideas, what would be helpful, what would be interesting. And there was a question in there about, uh, and I'm paraphrasing, but recovering from vacation, keeping that peaceful, relaxed frame of mind when you come back from vacation. And it made a lot of sense. I think that's on a lot of minds, certainly in the United States right now, which is, of course, where I am, uh, because we're in the height of, of vacation season. It is uh, our summertime. As I'm recording this, it's the beginning of August. So actually, in some parts of the country, school is starting up again. Obviously, I know it's a different season and for some of my listeners, but for us in America, this is summertime. This is when people are taking vacations. And one of the big challenges is, 
you know, you go away, you have your vacation, and then uh, you get kind of relaxed and, and enjoy your time. How do you keep that going? How do you sustain that when you get back into the thick of things at work? It's a great question. It's a question I think about because, um, you know, it can be a challenge for me even just to get away from my law practice, much less deal with things when I come back. I did a little research uh, as I was thinking about just my ideas on this topic. I wanted to find out what other people have said. I thought it was interesting. I found a couple different articles that said that more than half of Americans don't take their vacation days or they don't take all of them. Uh, I know in other parts of the world, people have uh, more vacation time, more holiday time than we do in the United States. But the, the fact is that statistically, more than half of us don't even take the vacation days that we have. One article said that Americans left 662 million vacation days unused in 2016 alone. And that's, and I'll put links to these articles in the show notes for this episode. And I encourage you to look at them because it was really kind of enlightening. Studies show that employees who take most or all of their vacation days actually perform better, they're more productive, and they're more satisfied with their jobs than those who don't. And yet, so many Americans don't take them. I would love to hear from some of my European and Australian and Canadian um, and, you know, South American and other other countries, how uh, I, I wasn't able to find a lot of statistics on that, um, on how you guys take your vacations. But I'd be interested to know what your experience is. There is lots of research about the productivity value of getting away uh, get just vacation time. The the rest refreshes us and kind of renews our enthusiasm about life in general. Uh, a lot of times when we go on vacation, we're spending time outdoors, uh, it, and and time in nature lifts our spirits and gives us a new frame of mind. The novelty that we experience on vacation. A lot of times we try different things and go new places and that novelty can, uh, uh, can spur creativity in us. And then our perspectives are broadened from visiting new places. Uh, so there's so much value in taking our vacation time that it's really pretty sad that so many of us don't. Uh, one writer said, overworking yourself isn't going to make you more likely to succeed. If anything, it may make you resent your work, lower its quality, and negatively impact your happiness. And this author encouraged us saying, take those vacation days, get some rest, and go somewhere exciting. That was from an article in, in Inc. A magazine, well, actually the online ink.com. Again, links will be in the show notes where you can check that out. But there's so much truth there, and yet, so many of us don't take our vacation. I, I have to confess that I have jokingly said in the past that it's not worth it to take vacation time because I sort of get punished for a week before I leave and for a week after I get back just trying to get out the door. Yet the the statistics are, all the studies are that that's just, it's simply not true. It is worth it to go, even if it's a hassle to get yourself out, out of the office or out of your workplace and off into vacation. There's so much benefit from it. One of the challenges that maybe discourages us um, from taking or if we take our vacation, enjoying our vacation, is 
the challenge of getting back into regular day-to-day life and maintaining that relaxation and that refreshment that we got from being away on vacation. And so that I wanted to talk a little bit about that and some thoughts that I had, some uh, ideas from other writers that I found as I was kind of doing some research on this. And I thought I'd share that, but I invite you to get back to me with your thoughts on this, your ideas about how you do it. So there are some things you can do before you go on vacation. There are things you can do uh, while you're on vacation and then things you can do when you get back that can help make that transition better, help you enjoy your vacation, but also not be, you know, be, as I jokingly say, punished for it when you get back and, and get back into the swing of life. So before you go, every article I read encouraged planning ahead for a smooth reentry. And there are a number of things that can be done, a number of suggestions that were made. You know, the little things like uh, organize your workspace before you leave so that when you come back that first day, you're not coming back to chaos, that you've, you're coming back to an orderly space that's a little more peaceful, a little more zen maybe, and, and will help you um, get back into the routine without feeling stressed and frazzled just from walking into the room. So think about that. Make some time before you leave on vacation to get your workspace in order, get things um, tidied up and so that it's a great place to come back to. Another thing is to, if, if you work in a, an area, whether it's an office or, or whatever kind of work you do, um, where people are going to be covering for you while you're gone, spend a little time before you leave to prep the person or people who are covering for you. And that can take a lot of different forms. I think about me when I leave the office, um, you know, from my law practice, the kinds of things I would need to do is sort of have the files, my, my paper files and so on, kind of organized so that people can find what they need for the deals that I'm working on. I'm a real estate lawyer and it generates a lot of paper, a lot of files, a lot of um, information that has to be organized. And so to make it easy for them to cover for me without having to call me frequently to say, well, where's this document or where's the loan application or where's the survey or those sorts of things, to have that kind of organized and ready for them and talk them through where it is. Uh, I prepare contact lists of the people involved in each transaction so they know who they need to be talking to. I actually start, you know, if I know I'm going on vacation, I'll start copying the person who's going to be covering for me uh, a week or so before I leave on any email correspondence about the deal so that they are up to speed they kind of know what's going on and they maybe know what questions to ask before I leave. Uh, so prepare that person, show them where the files or the supplies or, you know, whatever's involved in your area. If you're um, working from home or you're, you know, you're a, a homemaker and uh, get, you have people maybe who are going to be caring for your pets while you're gone or house sitting for you. Get things ready for them. Get things organized so they don't have to interrupt your vacation to uh, ask you, you know, where's the dog food or, or, you know, where's the broom or that sort of thing. So the idea is to whoever's covering for, from you, whether at work or at home, 
prepare them so that they can do it and do it well and you can relax and know that things are taken care of. Another great thing to do and something I have always tried to do and a lot of uh, the writers that uh, as I was researching said a similar kind of thing, which is to set up your out-of-office autoresponder on your email and your phone. And now, even if you don't have work email, you can do this on your personal account. Because one of the things that I'm going to suggest, and that lots of, you know, if you want to call them experts, suggest is while you're on vacation, to try to disconnect from that tech. And um, so if you don't want to dread having hundreds of emails in your inbox when you get back or worry that people are going to be mad at you because you didn't respond to them, set up that out-of-office autoresponder. Every um, email uh, client has an autoresponder feature. Gmail has it, Yahoo does, Outlook has it. All of them have a thing that you can set up that will, and you can usually tell it when to start and when to end, and that will automatically send a message to anybody who emails you saying, hey, I'm out of the office, I'll be back on such and such date, um, and I'll respond to your message then. And if they're, you know, if you're, whatever you're leaving behind is the sort of thing where there may be a reason uh, that people are going to need to be responded to sooner and you don't have an assistant who can check your email for you, then give them an alternative way of contacting somebody. And so what I, you know, I have a template for my um, email out of office and I simply cut copy and paste it each time I go. And, and so it says the same thing every time. And so mine says, I'll be out of the office from you know, whatever date I'm leaving to the date I'm coming back. I'll be monitoring and responding to emails to the extent I can, but I'll be traveling or in meetings much of that time, so my normal response times might be delayed. If you urgently need to speak to me, please call me at, and I give him my cell phone number. If I'm unable to answer when you call, please leave a message at that number, and I'll return your call as soon as I can. Otherwise, I'll respond to your email when I'm back in the office. And so that's simple gives them an emergency contact and maybe I could put a secretary or you could put, you know, your assistant or a colleague that's covering for you, but just have a brief message that lets people know that you're not going to be responding right away. I do a similar thing, um, with, on, with my phone. And so for instance, my out of office message for my phone, uh, my work phone and again, I have a little script that I've created for this. So when I go to record my out-of-office message, here's what it says. It says, hello, you've reached the office of Laura McClellan at, at my firm name, which is Fisher Broyles LLP. I'll be out of the office or traveling on business or whatever it is, uh, beginning on such and such day, returning to the office on such and such day. I'll be traveling or in meetings much of that time and will not be checking voicemail at this number. But if you urgently need to speak to me, please call me at, and I give them my cell phone number. If I'm unable to answer when you call, please leave a message at that number and I'll return your call as quickly as I can. If you need immediate assistance during business hours, you can press zero to reach an operator or you can call my assistant, so-and-so, at such and such number, and she'll be happy to assist you. Otherwise, please leave a message at the tone and I'll return your call on such and such date when I'm back in the office. And so that's my script, gives them the information they need. Because of my job, I 
usually have to be reachable. Um, and so I leave a, you know, I leave my cell phone number so they can call me if it's an emergency. Uh, and I give them an alternative contact as well. Uh, like I said, I use templates, so I don't waste time reinventing the wheel when I do this. You can also use something like um, Text Expander uh, for the email out of office message. Um, G- Gmail has some um, features where you can, I forget what they call them. Um, stock messages, but things that you can save and then you can just put in and set it up. So those are just some things to think about. Uh, It helps manage expectations. I guess that's the point of that. The other recommendation for before you leave, and this goes right to the heart of sort of not dreading coming back and, and making that transition back to work more pleasant, is to plan something fun but not strenuous or complicated for your first week back. So whether it's lunch with a friend or to get your nails done or just um, a trip to the bookstore, I don't know, something you enjoy that uh, isn't going to be real strenuous, not going to be real complicated, real demanding, but just something for you to look forward to during that first week that you're back Plan that now before you go so that you've got it there and it's something you can be looking forward to uh, and and help you kind of keep that um, upbeat frame of mind and not just be thinking about all the work you're coming back to. So those are um, some of of the things that they talk about uh, doing before you go or ideas that I had or other writers have talked about. Another idea for before you go is how you use your vacation time, a a way to make the transition back into your day-to-day life better is to use one of your vacation days for the day after your return. A lot of us want to maximize our vacation. And so we'll, you know, we'll just stay gone right up to the last minute and come back in on Sunday evening and then have to, you know, jump into work on Monday. But For those of us who have families, or even if we don't, you know, it it often falls to us as women to uh, get, you know, get the laundry done. And now we've got to get the refrigerator restocked because we've gone and, you know, there's no milk and all those sorts of things, stuff that needs to get to the dry cleaners and whatever sorts of things need to be done. Um, But we're all, if, if we're already back at work, it just makes it, um, harder to get all that stuff done and more stressful. So consider keeping one of your vacation days for the day after you return. Either that or come back on Saturday and use Sunday for that, um, for that, you know, to get your errands run, get your laundry and just kind of relax before you jump back into work. If you choose to use a vacation day, maybe you come back on Sunday, but you don't go back to work on until Tuesday. If you do that, you have the added bonus of having your first week back at work being a four-day work week, which is kind of nice. So something to think about. And the other thing is to get your head in the game ahead of time. Be intentional about getting yourself ready to relax and enjoy yourself. Sometimes... Maybe this is just me, but I don't think it is, Um, that, you know, we don't enjoy our vacation as much because we're thinking about the work that still needs to be done, or we're just thinking about the fact that we're going to have to go back. And so we never really settle into vacation mode. I I confess that, uh, you know, it's often, it takes me a day or two of my vacation just to get settled into 
being relaxed and not and get out of work mode and into uh, rest and re- relaxation mode. But we can be purposeful about getting ourselves ready to relax ahead of time, uh, thinking about that and using mindfulness, being aware of what we're thinking and, and managing our mind. One writer said something I thought was really interesting and really worth thinking about. Um, this writer says, which version of yourself are you going to take on vacation next time? Your or- overworked self that finds it hard to be happy on vacation or the version of you who has applied the lessons of vacation mindfulness. You want to be relaxed and happy on vacation, not stressed, worried, distracted, etc. Use vacation mindfulness to reduce the negative emotions that comes with having a busy work at home life. Thought that was really worth thinking about. And and that takes some, you know, mental preparation before you go uh, to get ready for your vacation. Okay, so while you're gone, how can you make the most of your vacation and um, prepare yourself to come transition back into work without losing the benefits of the vacation? Again, there's lots of different ideas. I'd love to hear what yours are, but the things that came to mind are, first of all, uh, managing your rest, getting some rest while you are on vacation as to the, as much as you can, um, staying on a good sleep schedule instead of kind of staying awake late and, and um, getting your routine messed up that way. But uh, so getting that kind of rest, but then also if you're vacationing, for instance, in a different time zone, uh, consider start starting to reacclimate yourself to your home time zone a couple of days before you go home so that you're not dealing with jet lag or readjusting your internal clock while you're back at work. This again helps, uh, is another good argument for using a vacation day for the day after you get home so that you have time to get back into the right uh, time zone. So getting rest, getting some exercise while you're gone, uh, maintaining an exercise routine helps combat stress, boost general well-being, releases endorphins so that you're, you know, the happy, happy hormones and those sorts of things. Uh, and that helps you kind of maintain that uh, positive mindset that will help carry you over the transition. So, uh, you know, while you're, while you're on vacation, go for a run or a swim in the hotel pool, use the hotel gym, do something active something more than just walking from one restaurant to another, which is what my husband and I like to do when we're on vacation, but doing something active and continuing that after you get back. While you're gone, also discipline your mind to not worry about work. Uh, and that's hard for a lot of us. Uh, it's it's a challenge for me, I can tell you that. Uh, one writer that I in an article I read said, stop believing that you're the only person at work who can do your job and handle your unique responsibilities. Your employer is relying on you, but they're also relying on you to take sufficient time off to de-stress, re-energize, and return refreshed. The productivity and creativity improvements, not to mention getting a promotion from taking a regular vacation are well proven. So don't fret. This article, I think this is the one that had some statistics on the fact that people who actually take their vacations and, you know, do that relaxation and do those things are actually more likely to get promoted than those who just work nonstop and never take time off. Uh, because of the, all the benefits we talked about earlier to mindset and creativity and all of those things. So 
it really is for many of us a discipline to not be worrying about work and letting that cast a shadow over your vacation because you're, you're thinking about what's going on there or you're dreading the return. On the other hand, maybe while you're gone, consider, and I had to, I really hesitated here, but I'm going to say it anyway, maybe spend a little bit of time working. And this seems counterintuitive, but it can minimize the pain of the return. And so there, I think there's a benefit to making a conscious choice to work for, say, an hour, as opposed to just worrying all day about not working. If, if I'm, I don't know if I'm articulating that well, but it's more exhausting to spend the day worrying about what you're not doing than simply to say, I'm, I am going to take this hour to say, go through my emails and, and triage that. And the rest of the time, I am not going to think about work as opposed to saying, I'm not going to do any work while I'm gone and then just worrying about it all the time. So for me, for instance, uh, last month I was gone for a few days to a writing retreat. I was not working. I did not take any of my work with me. I told, you know, my clients and my colleagues that I was out of pocket and I really was, we didn't have very good internet. And so I couldn't do anything if I wanted to. I was, um, but I had made a decision that during these three days, I was going to be relaxing and focusing on my writing and not on my law practice. Well, that meant it was at a time when I had a lot of things going on, several deals trying to get ready to close. And I had literally hundreds of work emails. And when I did take a look at my phone, I saw them there. And, you know, the tension level starts to rise and you start to worry about it. But what I decided to do was the day before it was time to leave, I spent an hour just triaging my email. I skimmed through my email inbox. I deleted things that clearly didn't matter. There were just a very small handful of emails that needed a very brief reply. And I replied to them and then filed them. And I just did this on my phone because we didn't have sufficient internet for me to get on my computer to do it. And so I was you know, sitting outside using my data to do this. But um, like I said, the ones that I could reply briefly, then file them, get them out of my inbox, added some key actions to my to-do list and filed some more emails. And what that did for me was reduced my inbox to a more manageable and less stressful size. So that was an hour of my vacation well spent uh, to make it less stressful and less um, overwhelming when I actually was back in the office and dealing with all of that. So just some things to think about. Again, I would love to hear your thoughts on how you manage your time while you're on vacation to help yourself prepare for the, the transition back to work. And then finally, when you return, some things to think about. Certainly managing your mind comes first. Be conscious about how you're thinking about your return to work. Are you thinking about it in a negative way? And letting it um, kind of suck that uh, suck out of you the the relaxation and the joy that you experienced on vacation, or are you choosing to think about it in a more positive way and with gratitude for the fact that you have a job to return to, or whatever way of thinking about it that will help you be 
more energetic and more positive about it. Remembering that it's always, it's, it's never the circumstance of our life that is creating the, the negative emotion in our life or the positive emotion for that matter. It's how we are thinking about the circumstance and we can control how we think. Uh, one writer, uh, and I'll, again, links in the show notes, said, with regular practice, you can change your frame of mind to appreciate the experiences you've had rather than mourning the inevitable return to your daily life. I think, honestly, this is key. This is maybe the most important part of this whole process and maybe the most important thing that I have to say on this episode on the subject of... Um, returning to work from vacation. Instead of dreading the having to go back to work and getting back into the, the day-to-day routine, we can choose to focus on appreciating and being grateful for the experiences we did have on vacation and carry that positivity with us into our daily life. There are some practical things we can do to ease that reentry process, um, an article in Forbes said, don't, and I, I love this, and I'm going to do this from now on, don't schedule any meetings or appointments for your first day back. And if you are in a work situation or family situation or whatever, where you have shared, people have access to your calendar and they schedule things based on what's there, block the time out that day on your calendar, make an appointment with yourself um, to to do the necessary to get yourself back up to speed so that other people won't schedule things for you. I think that's really valuable to to simply, whatever day you come back, if you come back on Monday, no appointments until Tuesday, uh, for instance. Um, consider leaving your out-of-office email responder up for a day or two after you get back. Uh, so you don't have to, I mean, you can always answer your phone if you want to, but you can or answer your email, because you would do the same thing. Leave your out-of-office message on your voicemail and let it ring, and then you can listen to the messages and decide which ones need your attention and which ones need to be returned right away. But buy yourself some time, uninterrupted time to deal with the backlog. And to that point, maybe consider getting to work a little bit earlier on the first day, a little earlier than usual, so you can deal with some of that backlog before your coworkers start coming in and maybe stopping by and asking how your vacation was. And use that early time uh, in the morning to uh, survey the situation, kind of, again, go through your email inbox, look at the, the stuff that's there, decide what needs to be done, do a brain dump and write down everything you know needs to get done in those first few days, then prioritize it and get started. But, the, you know, the, part of what's so stressful when we come back is that barrage of um, people asking for things or the, the, the pile of backlog work that we feel kind of overwhelmed. But if you get in a little early, kind of look at it, take that survey of what's there, do the brain dump and prioritize what needs your attention first, then you've got a handle on it and it feels much more manageable that way. Of course, do something fun. Whatever that something was that you planned before you left, make sure you do that that week. And also in the first week or so, be sure to protect your rest. If 
part of what's so great about vacation time, unless you're one of those, and, and I know lots of people are, that fill their vacation with lots of activity because you like that and that energizes you. But either way, part of the benefit of vacation is usually getting plenty of rest, relaxation, and so we just feel better physically. Uh, protect that when you get back. Try to to leave work on time, go home, get to bed a little bit early, and um, protect that rest that you got so that you don't use it all up in the first few days. And then finally, consider bringing some of the vacation benefits into your day-to-day life. Uh, again, one of the things that we the benefits we get from vacation uh, is just the rest and the change, the break from our daily routine. Well, we can do some of that, bring that into our daily life, take better breaks, um, actually take breaks. Some of us are not very good about doing that, but build that into your routine, whether you work from home um, or you're caring for a family and that's your job, or you're working in an office or a store or wherever you are, build breaks into your day. One writer said, um, that said, and I'm quoting here to take a proper break. I found that the key is to distance myself physically so I can distance myself mentally. And so for this person that talks about getting away from the physical space where you actually work to take your break, whether it's five minutes or half an hour, get away from there. This writer recommends taking breaks in a natural outdoor setting. Um, and he cites a, a study that was published in Psychological Science that found that people who uh, people c- perform cognitively better after spending time in a calm, natural setting. Uh, and so that was one of the recommendations. Schedule lunch with a friend. Uh, and for me, that's always been really important because I, I'm always tempted to just sit at my desk and keep working right through lunch. Uh, to trying to get things done, but uh, making plans with somebody else forces us out of work mode and into something else. Um, uh, this writer says he eases into a break. So an hour before break, he switches the, the laptop or work uh, to something that's somewhere else. So it's easier to take a break than if he's, out of, if he's already out of his office. And he leaves his phone behind. Otherwise, he's tempted to check it for time uh, or look at email or other distractions. And so those are some things to think about. Um, And so, uh, again, I'll put a link in the show notes for that. Finally, consider taking some mini vacations. Uh, There were, were a couple articles that talked about how to have a vacation mindset all the time and thinking about what is a vacation mindset. Um, vacation mindset, there are kind of some components of, of what life is like on vacation. There are some indulgences. Usually we sleep in, we allow ourselves some desserts or treats. We might not ever, might not have every day. Okay. You can bring that into your daily life. Pick a day each week where you indulge. If your eating is disciplined all week, let yourself have dessert or book a massage at a local day spa or hotel. Something you might do while you're on vacation. We can do those things, you know, in our regular work life. So make some time for that. Another component of the vacation mindset is the novelty or the adventure. We're trying new things. We're doing new things. And that spurs creativity. It just uh, sparks our enthusiasm. 
We can do that in our day-to-day life. So seek out different and unusual sites or experiences near where you live. Go somewhere else on your lunch break or take the kids and go to a, a, some site in, um, you know, in your local community that maybe uh, tourists might visit, but you haven't visited or haven't visited recently. But bring that, some of that novelty or that adventure into your day-to-day life. Another component of the vacation mindset is spontaneity. You know, a lot of us, and uh, you know, I'm one of them, and I'm guessing if you listen to this show, you may be like this too. We're very planned. We're very intentional. We have our plan and we're living our plan. But when we're on vacation, we're a little more spontaneous and we maybe will just do something spur of the moment that wasn't planned. Well, that is again, it helps with creativity. It helps with our enthusiasm for life. And we can do that in our regular day-to-day life. So, you know, put your workday routine on hold and take an impromptu trip for a couple of days or skip Tuesday night TV and go see a movie or visit a local theater production or a music venue or um, one article suggested going to a jazz club, something something not planned, just decide, spur of the moment to do something new and different. And finally, an, another piece of the vacation mindset is that disconnection from our tech, the cord cutting. We spend less time online and more time right here, right now, enjoying the moment. And we can definitely do more of that in our day-to-day life, whether it's you know banning tech in the evenings or on Saturday I I just had a Saturday like that after a couple of pretty hectic weeks with a family wedding here at our home and uh, lots of house guests and lots of things going on. Um, This past Saturday, I had a day where I left my iPhone and my iPad on their chargers all day and just hung out with my family. And um, it was very refreshing. And so that getting away from our screens and being uh, right in the moment is a big part of that vacation mindset. And we can do that every day. And that helps us, I think, carry that vacation-y feeling into our everyday life after the vacation is over. So those are some thoughts I had. I would love to hear what you think. How do you make the adjustment of returning to your regular day-to-day life after a vacation? Uh, Share your thoughts questions or your thoughts about this in the comment section of the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 153. Or you can post a comment or question on the Productive Woman Facebook page or in the, the community Facebook group if you're part of that. If you want to share your thoughts with me privately, you can email questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. And I would love to hear about it. I want to thank, uh, say thank you to Trina for the question in the Facebook group that inspired this episode. I thought it was great timing and a great question. I certainly don't have all the answers, but these were some preliminary thoughts that I had about it, and I'd love to uh, hear yours as well. If you haven't already done so, please join me in the Productive Woman Community Facebook group. Um, This is a private group where we can meet up and interact more you know, there's more back and forth and not just me talking. We can directly ask questions and share information and insights and encouragement. And uh, there are so many great conversations that go on in that group. Women from all, literally all over the world, uh, asking questions, sharing ideas, encouraging each other, brainstorming solutions. 
it's really, uh, it's, I, I love being a part of it. I think it's the best place on the internet. So find the group on Facebook or just go to theproductivewoman.com. Let's see. Yeah, theproductivewoman.com slash group and click on the join button. And I'd love to see you there. I want to say real quick, one important note, I am very protective of the women in that Facebook group. I only want people in there, women in there who listen to the podcast and who are there to be a member of the community rather than those who are looking for a platform to promote their business or their cause. And, and, and sadly too, there are, you know, there are trolls in Facebook who join groups to stir up trouble So I ask each person who clicks on that join button to answer a couple of simple questions. And I I would ask you to please do that. Um, Just, uh, it won't take but two seconds, but it's helpful to me. And I will tell you also that I take a quick look at the profile of each person who asks to join, not to check politics or anything like that, but just to confirm that it really is a person and that it really is a woman because I, I love guys. I, I'm married to one. I've raised three sons and, uh, I, you know, I have lots of friends who are men and I know men listen to this show and I'm sorry guys, but the productive woman Facebook, uh, group is only for the women who listen. And I do look at the profiles to make sure it's really a, somebody who's there and not somebody who just joined Facebook yesterday and is trying to, uh, you know, get into groups to cause trouble. So if your profile is marked private, so no one who is not your friend can see anything about you, that doesn't mean you can't join the group, but I would ask you to please private message me or email me at feedback at com just to let me know you're a real person, a real listener who actually wants to be part of the community. And that way I know it's safe to welcome you into the group. So that's enough on that. Um, Quickly, I want to say thank you to a couple of people who've left really kind reviews of the podcast recently. Um, let's see if I can get this right. Shan MK1 from the United States recently said, I love this podcast and the related Facebook community. Both inspire me to pause for a moment and reflect on what I'm currently doing and what I might do differently to help me be more productive. I learned something new with each productive or each podcast episode. Thank you. And so thank you, Shan MK1. Also, um, Spark Angela Wagner Coaching from the United States says, I love podcasts that are real, fun, and provide useful tips and info. This podcast is all three. It's clear that Laura puts a lot of time and effort and love into her work. As a busy working mom, I appreciate the tips and to also know that I'm not alone. Thank you for your podcast. Well, thank you, Spark Angela Wagner Coaching. I really appreciate that feedback. So uh, thanks to everybody who takes a minute to leave a review on Facebook. I mean, on Facebook, in iTunes. Uh, Quickly now, if one of your professional goals has been to seek promotion or build a business that requires improving your leadership and management skills, definitely check out our sponsor, Alt-MBA. This is an intensive leadership and management workshop that brings you together with other leaders in a variety of fields. Uh, from corporations you've heard of and and also freelancers. You work together in teams on actual hands-on projects, applying the concepts you're learning and building a portfolio of work that demonstrates those skills and the knowledge you're developing. So if you're a busy woman or man uh, who wants to learn and grow as a leader and increase your impact on the world, 
then check out the Alt MBA as a different way to level up your management and leadership skills. They are accepting applications right now for the fall session. So to find out more, visit altmba.com slash productive women. That's plural there. So it's altmba.com slash productive women. And for special consideration, you can mention this podcast in their application and tell them I sent you. And don't forget to check out FreshBooks and take advantage of their special offer of a free 30-day unrestricted trial of their outstanding cloud accounting service. Visit freshbooks.com slash woman and enter the productive woman in their how did you hear about us section. Thank you so much to Alt-MBA and FreshBooks for supporting the productive woman. Two more quick things. If you're looking for support, ideas, and accountability in identifying and pursuing your goals, I would love to work with you. Um, Visit the recently updated Work With Me page on the Productive Woman website to learn more about mastermind groups and personalized one-on-one productivity coaching. Uh, We just finished up a great session of masterminds for the spring and summer of 2017 and new mastermind groups will start meeting in September, but I'm reviewing applications now. I only accept five women in each group and uh, those go pretty quickly. So if you're interested, visit theproductivewoman.com slash services to learn more. And there's a link on the mastermind page. Uh, There's a link where you, for a brief online application if you'd like to consider joining one of the mastermind groups for the fall. And finally, if if you receive the newsletter, uh, which just went out today as I'm recording this, I mentioned in there that I am seriously considering hosting a productive woman retreat, a planning retreat. This would be just a few days, two or three days in which a small group of women would gather with me in person to spend time setting goals and planning for the coming year, sort of sort of an in-person, um, short-term mastermind where sharing lots of information and ideas and encouragement about the process of setting goals, but also time to just relax and focus on what kind of life you're wanting to create and what steps you need to take to get there with the support and encouragement of the other, uh, of me personally and the other women who will participate. Um, I'm still noodling on how and where to do this. I'd love to do it, honestly, here at my farm. I don't have enough bedrooms for very many people. And so we might need to look at a a local hotel uh, for part of it. But anyway, I'm thinking about that. What I'd like to know right now is how much interest there is. So if this sounds interesting to you, please email me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com and let me know. And I'll add you to the list and update you as plans progress so you can think about whether to do it. Okay, that's it for this episode of The Productive Woman. As always, I am so grateful to you for spending this time with me. I hope you found something in all this that is helpful to you. I look forward to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to help you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.